Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Hi, welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, where we're talking about making money, investing money, keeping money, doing it with the team, and just every money topic that you want to talk about, we're here at Laurel's Real Money Talks. Uh, a while back, I did an extraordinary podcast, and we're actually going to be making that into a little bit more of a feature as uh, we head into a great tour. I have a partner, Jesse Brewer, in Cincinnati, uh, the northern Kentucky markets, and he really caters to millennials. And the research we're finding is we're on the street, right, literally on the street in those towns. Now, granted, that's a very geo-targeted area, but it's a good college town. The prices are great. The cash flow is great. Um, just an extraordinary real estate market. And we're doing a lot there. And uh, recently did a podcast on millennials and the reluctance to buy and that they would rather spend their money on, you know, a one bedroom, one bath, live smaller, don't accumulate all the shit that the baby boomers and the Gen Xers have accumulated, um, not live in the burbs, live downtown, walk to Starbucks, walk to wine bars, walk to bourbon bars, walk to cigar bars, and have uh, that lifestyle just very easy, simple, and convenient. Now, there's some new studies that are out that actually are suggesting, and I'm just going to pose this to uh, just as an inquiry for the, the podcast today, is are millennials actually that far off from buying? So uh, in doing our research for the podcast, found an article that actually suggests that the, the millennials are, let me get to the exact statistics here, that uh, look who's buying. Millennials represent the largest group of home buyers in the current market. That um, the age of around 36, right, millennials and under, are buying 34% of the real estate. Gen Xers, uh, 37 to 52, right, are buying about 28%. And then the boomers are, you know, the young boomers are buying about 16%, older boomers, 14%, and then a silent generation, which is really interesting. I've never even heard that before. So it's all interesting where this, you know, survey stuff comes from. I just think it's great talking points to think and give consideration to what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the marketplace. And if you are a real estate investor like Jesse and I are, you know, a catering to the millennials we're finding don't want to buy. They don't want to go to the burbs. They don't want to buy bigger homes. And uh, there is an alignment in this survey that would suggest the same, that when the millennials do buy, they're buying smaller, more affordable. They're not hitting that, you know, the the million range. They're not buying the big old show-off houses that the Gen Xers uh, and the baby boomers did. They're buying practical, um, even things where they can put apartments in the basement. They can put a loft. They can rent it out. Again, much more open space living. So millennials, if you believe the hype, right, that they're out, out to really disrupt the American dream, um, you know, the, the gig economy loving generation is in no hurry to settle down, get married, or buy a house. Home ownership has actually shown again, 35%, uh, is, uh, they're buying. 
So now that is up over, you know, darn near 50%. And so this is within about a year. So we're looking at a 2016-2017 study. And when the last year when that all started to increase and uh, people buying more and more. They are having kids later, which is uh, a, a true statistic on both. Now, the truth is they aren't all that revolution, uh, revolutionary as they think. Nine out of the 10 renters are between the ages of you know 20 and 34. They aspire, they say they want to own a home, according to a Fannie Mae survey, and uh, that they actually are out looking. So they're window shopping, but they're not buying. Just the sheer size of their generation, though, the millennials, are absolutely going to, and are, I, you know, it's right out there right now that the millennials by generation, by population have actually uh, topped the baby boomers as the largest, uh, you know, demographic in the world right now. And as far as spending money, it is very true. They're out spending their money, they retail their money, whereas the baby boomers are still in the investing, you know, phases of their life, and they're not as, you know, it's not in the high spending, you know, periods of their life. You know, the home buying experience can serve as an education and inspiration how, you know, younger workers that wanted to push back on having jobs and having multiple contracts and only working part time and when they want to mm, is really got to change. So for them to qualify for the loans, they've got to have some recorded income, they've got to, you know, have their financials in order. And you're seeing more and more as they get their financials ready, they can all start investing. So let's go through some rules of thumb for those of you that are millennials and you're out listening to the podcast and you want to invest. Number one is get your finances in order. Um, Talk to a mortgage lender. If they say you have to have a job, go back to askworld.com and put in your name, phone number, and email and say, hey, I'm only running into mortgage lenders who will lend to people who have jobs. And there's a lot of them who want that and they won't do a stated income. They won't look at, you know, um, a Schedule C or a an LLC, a new up and coming business as a viable lending source or a, you know, financial source. So let me know. I have a lot of those folks because that's all we do is when people quit their jobs, there are a lot of lenders who will loan, you know, a, they'll, they're going to loan against your credibility and your well, and your certainty to make money, but the certainty doesn't need to make money doesn't have to come in the form of a job. So the typical, you know, rules of thumb, let's go back to that. Stick with the mortgage to income ratio. That's about, you know, 2.0. So if you and your spouse, so say you earn about $75,000, you're going to look for a mortgage, you know, that's around 150. So try to put a minimum of 10% down. If you can't put 20% down, the higher down payment helps you qualify for a mortgage, reduces your monthly payments, and forces you to buy kind of what I say you can afford. But the truth is, I think you can have anything you want in your life. I think too many people, um, and I'm watching baby boomers do this, they don't right size early enough. Um, they're living in huge, huge houses that cost a lot. They're not even using the whole house. Uh, And I think it's going to become a trend. I think that the right sizing of the baby boomers and the Gen Xers um, to not have to carry the weight of large mortgages and, you know, big fancy homes. And they just want more freedom to travel and more freedom to do other things. So I don't call it downsize. I call it right size. It's coming slower than expected. Uh, But what's going to be interesting in watching this trend of millennials picking up smaller, more affordable, you know, houses and places to live is going to be watching the burbs. The burbs of America are going to become, you know, what, uh, you know, (laughs) doomsday. I mean, who's going to buy them all? 
The next population, according to every every survey, including this one, is that they're, you know, the millennials are committed to living, I shouldn't say within their means, I hate those words, you know, those are articles and surveys say. So millennials are making choices to live much smaller housing lifestyles so they can afford bigger travel, retail, like they wouldn't, they aren't going to compromise their Starbucks, their wine, their bourbon bars, their fun, their travel, their um, experiences in exchange for a big mortgage. So baby boomers and Gen Xers are willing to do that at all times. Um, if uh, you are a new home buyer, just know this, that the Freddie uh, Mac and the Fannie Mae um, require only 3% down. The FHA only requires 3.5% down. So new home buyers um, can also get uh, 203 loans, they're called, which enable you to borrow uh, and buy more home, um, especially if it needs improvements. So you can actually get into an older home and use part of that loan as a renovation to the property. Um, in general, these are some norms and statistics. And um, at some point, I'm going to bring my accountant back on and we're going to go through some norms and statistics of how your uh, the, the money that you make, whether it's in business or your personal life, should be uh, allocated. So housing costs should be, you know, under 30 percent, um, around 28, 30 percent of your you know, monthly income before taxes, housing plus all, you know, any debt that you might have should be around 36, 40 percent. Uh, again, FICO scores, some of the FHA loans is technically 580s. Uh, most advisors and uh, financial mortgage companies and things like that are looking for 660 or higher. And uh, if you want a really, really low interest, you know, just solid, solid, you know, conventional loan, you're going to have to have upward of 720 to 750 in your interest. So just notice what you're wanting, put your finances together, do some statistical analysis based on the numbers I've given you. And, you know, another trend that is coming through these millennials, if you look at some of the things that they're buying, they're buying, again, more, more modest homes, um, you know, under 2,000 square feet, 1,800 square feet uh, in the 200 to 300 price range. Even in the Jersey, the East Coast areas, they're uh, buying condos, um, living in more co-share, co-work spaces than... Um, than those who want to live in the burbs and big houses and big bedrooms and big garages and those kind of things. So what's really going on is about 75% of the millennials, 61% uh, of the Gen Xers, and about 45% of the uh, early baby boomers are you know, putting less and less money down. They're putting more money away for their experiences and their, um, you know, what I call their freedom day, retirement, I hate that word. Um, so the trend is significant. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the next few years. Uh, one of the trends that I see and I recommend frequently for the baby boomers to have millennials that are growing up is uh, if you want to ha get an investment property and get a jump start for transferring wealth, you could also put the down payment, have the kids do a, uh, you know, a, a lease back and um, an owner payment and actually do the owner carry back. So the parents could actually buy for the kids. The kids pay them out over time where then you can start transferring some of that wealth through real estate, whether it's an apartment complex that you want to have them move into, um, a duplex, fourplex, triplex. We're seeing a lot of that trend as well. But it's a way for you to keep it in the family um, and start moving generational wealth towards the millennials and towards those kids and help them get into a home. A few other tips in the home buying process. So did you shop for your mortgage lender? Did you shop for your 
uh, realtor. Um, you know, federal credit unions sometimes can be helpful. There's another place to go look. But make sure that you do your shopping, do your due diligence, know what you want. Um, learn how to make extra money. The thing I would say to most people, instead of just saying this is all we could afford right now, what else can the family do to create more money to have the life you really want? And notice what your shortcuts are. If you are someone who's not really handy, you know, man or woman, uh, do you really want to have a fixer-upper? Uh, I find too many people get into that. They have busy jobs, busy lives, um, start having families, and the repairs never get done, which means the value of the home is never going to appreciate or really go up. So just watch what you're doing out there. Interesting trends. I think uh, this, you know, this study shows the millennials are going to outpace uh, Gen Xers and baby boomers, where what we're seeing in some of our markets, because we're the ones on the streets buying and uh, you know flipping it out, is when they're renting a one-one, they have no inclination, typically, of ever buying a home in the near future. So there's your update on the millennials, their buying power, and some real estate. And those of you like Jesse and I rent to millennials, you can always be part of their first home buying experience if you stay with them long enough. Take care. You're at Laurel's Real Money Talks. If you want to have a deeper conversation and ask a question, go to asklaurel.com. Ask L-O-R-A-L.com. Put in your name, phone number, and email, and we'll be right back with you on Laurel's Real Money Talks. Talk soon. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.